palatable for everybody. That's a question for Tanya then. In, in terms of this project was contingent on replacing the uh, tennis court, so does the town have a plan and do we have a budget to be able to do that this year? Yes, in the 2016 capital budget, we've allotted um, enough funds for upgrade of a tennis site, of an existing site. Yeah, it's always been, uh, you know, unfortunately there's a lot more places to play tennis in this town than there is to skateboard. I mean, even in, I have several places that have signs that say you can't skateboard, but unfortunately I don't think there's too many that say you can't play tennis. So, I mean, I think I'm going to, once spring comes out, I think I'm going to do a couple of rounds down in front of the provincial building, just get some tennis out, really get that elbow going. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, Tom. I I, uh, I wish you'd adjust your GoPro. I could I could see the audience a little better. So uh, so once once you get the facility built, uh, do you expect to sit on the community services advisory board with regards to recreation? Well, I mean, uh, if they'd have me, I mean, I've got tattoos and I'm a gangster from the skate park. So I mean, maybe it's something we'll have to address at a later date. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming and presenting to us. Um, we appreciate the, the update, and I know you do have an item here on new business. So, is there any potential of getting council to discuss that meeting slightly out of order while we have such a lovely audience? <laughs> I, I think, and maybe Tanya can correct me if I'm wrong. If we have a unanimous vote of council, I think we can alter the um, the agenda to bring that uh, forward. So I would put a motion on the floor to move. basically done some some very very rough math on this whole sort of project uh, 
in return for that $90,000 or $95,000 that the town is going to be investing into the project, it's going to end up costing, on average, this is just very, very rough math, uh, it's going to end up costing the taxpayers of Peace River like the equivalent of like $10.23 a year. Uh, so in return, your taxpayers, and that's not including any sort of commercial taxes, that's just if you were to tax every resident of the area, uh, you would have to tax them $10 a year in return for what amounts to a $600,000 facility. So I would really like to kind of, you know, advise council that, I mean, in terms of bang for your buck for what you're getting for your tax dollars, I don't think there's a single person in this community that would disagree with that. Anybody have any questions on this matter? I guess the, the concern I have, and I haven't, like you didn't provide the full numbers there, can I, can I assume then that you have all the money, so if it's 90 grand, that's all the money, and you're not going to be back talking to council and saying, well, we're short 15 or 20,000 in, in June? No, our hope is moving forward from this point that uh, any funding we can make up with uh, donations in kind, through grant applications, through hopefully with uh, the town of Peace River leading the way and with uh, various businesses in the town deciding that it's time to step up and really make this project a reality. It's something that we've already seen in regards to Armstrong Construction and Miles Trucking stepping up to provide a lot of this stuff for us because they realize that it is a project that it does need to be done and it's something that's something this community needs. So we're, we're moving forward and we're still applying with MDs and we're still doing grant applications. We're still doing everything we can to move forward. Uh, as of right now, the committee has no intentions of coming back to the Peace River Town Council again just for that funding. This is just a big last hurdle that we really need to overcome. So what's your plan? If this if this is approved, then what's your go-forward plan? What's your next step? Uh, go-forward plan from this point is to uh, probably go to the pub and celebrate with some Jack Daniels. <laughs> Uh, and then beyond that, uh, I believe our plan is to move forward and really start to hammer down our concrete, uh, you know, um, basically just to really get everything lined up, get everything, all of our contractors on the same page. Uh, from this point, New Line offers to come up as prime contractor to uh, meet with all of these people who want to donate for donations of kind, getting everything written down, getting everything ready letting the, the people of the community know just what we're going to be expecting from them. Because this is a construction project. This is a, this is a serious project. We're moving forward with it. And we are funding it. And we are paying for it. So these guys are going to come forward. And they're going to understand that, you know, what we expect from them during this construction period and what the standards that we have to do to bring it into a, a town facility into the area. One more question. What about maintenance costs? Uh, maintenance costs, uh, again, that's always been kind of our intention. We were very honest from the very get-go about uh, the committee being uh, not really having much of a part of that. Uh, as it stands going forward, you're looking, uh, and again, it's just, it's all, it's information that I can forward on, but your average cost for your skate park, you're looking at about $10,000 a year, uh, and it's new line expects for the first five years that you won't touch any of that money. Uh, also moving forward from that, I mean, you, you're looking at a lower maintenance cost per for the skate park than you do on your average ball diamond, and we have, you know, eight, I think, of those. You're looking at an average cost, you know, I mean, in terms of maintenance costs, I mean, the, the facilities, the arena, and the uh, pool cost the entire budget of my park every year. So, I mean, I, I, we would like to hope that within, you know, the town's, you know, good graces, we can find a, a way to fund that $10,000 every year if we have to. And again, like I said, New Line has made it clear that moving forward there, you know, for the first five or six years, you really don't touch any of that budget. I've got a question. Go ahead. Um, Chris, what is your anticipated number of users per season, I guess you'd say? 
Uh, unfortunately, there's not really an easy way to put a number on that. I mean, it's, it would be saying uh, how many hockey players would we have if we didn't have an arena, or how many soccer players would we have if we didn't have a soccer pitch. You can't really uh, anticipate exactly what's moving forward, but our, our community has had a very uh, large group of people, and this park will be used for more than just skateboarding. It's going to be accessible for BMX, it's going to be accessible for scooters, it's going to be accessible for inline skates. We're really doing everything we can to, to hit as many bases in this as well. Uh, and I mean, it's specifically like skateboarders will travel this whole, you know, that's again what makes it hard. I know, uh, I remember talking to Curtis before he passed about going to Vancouver just to skate a park there. This is a, this park is a showcase piece for the area, so it's really hard to estimate the numbers. I mean, but again, it's just the same thing that we said, like we wouldn't have any football players and we didn't have a football field. We really just have to build the facility and see what kind of usage we get. Statistically, looking at the usage through various other communities, including uh, White Course and Manning, they've all had good numbers coming into the park. The thing that makes it a lot more attractive for people too is that this is a very, uh, for your input, you're getting a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more of an accessible sport for people, so it is easier for them to pick up. You can get ready to go skateboard for under $200. You can't even pay your ice fees to go play hockey for that. A second question, if I may. Um, in terms of uh, safety and whatnot, are the regulations with respect to uh, uh, skateboarders wearing helmets or not? Uh, anything that's been in place for that has been decided upon by the town already. Uh, I do know. I do know moving forward. Uh, if I can make everything happen, I know Bill from Canadian Tire has offered to run the Jumpstart program for any of the youth in the area. Uh, again, it's not something that we've fully sat down and gotten written on paper yet, but he's offered to go ahead and bring in helmets and padding for some of the youth that aren't able to afford it. So we're going to do everything we can to make sure the kids are being safe there. Great, thanks. Anything else? Is there a motion, please? Yes, Your Worship. I'll uh, uh, put a motion on the floor. Um, I was speaking to uh, Staff, Staff Sergeant Brent Murray told me about a, a new facility beside a RCMP detachment. That's quite quite a marvelous, uh, marvelous little spot. So I would put a motion on the floor to provide support to contribute an additional amount totaling $9,000 from the capital cost sharing agreement to the Curtis Marshall Memorial Skate Park project. Any other discussion on that? Okay, we'll call the vote. All in favor?
I'll make a motion that we give second and third reading to, or give second reading to bylaw 1973. Okay, all in favor? In favor. Yes. Just a question for the actual minutes. Can you put some description of bylaw 1973? Like one of four? Yes, we will. Thank you. Okay, so uh, second reading was carried. Councilor Ford? Yes, I put a motion on the floor to allow bylaw 1973 move forward to third reading. Um, to give it third reading? No. Yeah, because I don't think we have to make a motion to move it forward unless we're doing one, two, and three. So you can just make, yeah. For third reading, yes. For third reading? Okay. Any discussion? No? Okay, call for a vote. All in favor? In favor. Deputy Mayor? Yes. All, all in favor? Yes, in favor. Okay, now it's carried then. So we are moving on then to bylaw 1974. Municipal Heritage Resource. Um, who's presenting for that? Uh, myself and we also have Carson Murphy from the Architects from the Museum in attendance. Okay, perfect. Um, council members, this uh, bylaw is to amend bylaw 1974. So it's proposed bylaw 1980, an amendment to bylaw 1974. There was a mistake in regards to the legal address of the Masonic Lodge that was noted in the original bylaw. Therefore, we require an amendment or we'll be designating a building that doesn't exist. Carson has a very um, historical explanation though for the uh, myth in the, in the street address, I understand. Yes, prior to uh, 1945, the avenues and streets were reversed. So when we were doing out the description, we were just my, our mindset was pre-1945. <laughs> but not so far back that we refer to it as Church Avenue. <laughs> Is that only in Peace River that they're backwards? Or? Why did that happen? I'm too new here still to <laughs> tackle that one. Why are you waiting? Please don't explain it all. Okay, so do we have a motion on this one? I'll make a motion to uh, provide for a dream to uh, bylaw 1980, amending bylaw to 1974. Any discussion on that? Okay, call the vote. All in favor? In favor. In favor. Okay, yeah, We'll put a motion on the floor to provide second reading to the same bylaw. Okay, any discussion? All in favor? In favor. In favor. Carried. All right. Anybody want a third one? Motion on the floor to allow bylaw 1980 to move to third reading. Okay. Any discussion? Okay. All those in favor? In favor. In favor. Carried. And I'll do the motion to the third reading. Well, that's what uh, no. No. Oh, to the third reading. You're right. Uh, so go ahead, Deputy Mayor. I move that uh, we provide third reading to bylaw 1980 and then bylaw 1974. As it says, 
we have another bylaw here, amendment to bylaw number 1976, record retention and disposition bylaw 
Council Needham, are you still there? I'm in favor of first reading. So you mentioned that we have any requests for the ones that have been not ended? I had one request for that that we may have ended a few weeks ago. Okay, thank you. But people, when they were there, read available, we had people looking at it, listening to the writer, or not, not very many? Not very many, no. You'd average, average about uh, five to ten views, but I can't, uh, from the statistics that I provided, I can't determine if they were just people landing on the pages that the, the files are hosted on, or whether they actually listened to them. Okay. Um, I also can't tell how many of those are repeated <coughs> views. I, w I will say for some councils, more um, contentious, uh, meetings or notable meetings, I suppose, uh, those views were up. So for two meetings in particular, those views were up, but that was it. So that, that would be people wanting to know the nature of the discussion rather than just what the decision was. So yeah. The minutes and tip of the show. Yeah. Any other questions? No? Okay. Is there a motion on this?
They could be together or separate, either way. Together is just fine. Okay, and that the town provide promotion items for the registration bags, and that the two complimentary tickets be uh, used either by councillors or by staff. Okay, <clears throat> any discussion on that? Any volunteers <coughs> from council to be in service to? Councilor Berwin last year. I'm not sure what schedule is, but I have attention to do that. So. Okay, well, well maybe we'll leave it open then if anybody can and just let the CAO know. Okay, perfect. And inform the the group. Okay, perfect. All right, so is there any other questions or discussion on this? Okay, all in favor? In favor. In favor. Carried. Okay, moving on to 8.3, um, funding agreement for, um, let's say, finding agreement, dispute resolution workshop. Tanya, are you speaking to this? Correct. Um, council, this uh, particular workshop is in, um, being hosted in Peace River by Municipal Affairs on March 23rd and 24th. It is part of their workshop series that they have, um, that they host throughout the province. Um, Peace River is co-hosting with Municipal Affairs and it is an opportunity for council and administration to attend. Um, we have 10 spaces or spots um, that the Town of Peace River Administration and Council can access um, and we are holding those spots. I believe we have approximately five or six administration or four or five administrations who will be attending. Um, so there are some available spaces for Council. Um, these are a great opportunity for us. And my understanding is there's no direct cost to for the 10 spots. So is this all day, March 23rd and March 24th? They are full days, it's a full day workshop. So just another question. This this is then other municipalities could potentially attend. Like this is open yes. to anyone that wants to come. We're just hosting it here in town. That's correct. So administration has already sent the information to the surrounding and beyond municipalities. Um, uh, and municipal affairs does their normal advertising to the province uh, to all municipalities. I think this is still like kind of a similar workshop up in Manning that uh, Northern, uh, Northern Lights have hosted. And it was, I thought there would be more from other municipalities. It was mostly Northern Lights people, but it was on something similar to this on working together, right. you know, along with the leaders kind of thing. So. Yeah. And these, I've attended a number of the municipal affairs workshops from this particular series, and they are very good. They're very worthwhile. So administration just recommends an enabling motion for any members of council um, dependent upon their schedules to attend this workshop. When do you need to know by? I believe sooner than later, um, because it is coming up actually next week already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fairly quick. What do you do if you have extra seats? Um, they just get used up by additional parties if there is a waiting list for, because there will be a maximum number that they take for, I believe it's 20 or 25 in total. So I would move that uh, council be enabled to attend the March 23rd, 24th, 2016 uh, negotiation series 
further discussion on that? Okay, all in favor? In, in favor. In favor. It's carried. What other attachments, Tanya? Let's just about the, the conference. Yes, yes. Okay, perfect. All right, so moving on to 8.4, pardon <clears throat> me, a request for decision sponsorship from the Winter Swim Club. And this came through Mr. Schramm. Um, the Peacefinger Winter Swim Club is hosting the 21st Annual Swim Meet. And, uh, they are requesting that the town cover the fees for the pool in the amount of $10,750. This will bring a lot of swimmers to town. Just a, a quick question, it's more formal. Um, my niece is actually on the leader of the first coach in this club. Is, is that even a conflict? She's not anymore, Arne. No? No. That doesn't work. And, uh, wow. Okay, does anybody have any questions on that item? According to this, the meet was the 12th to 13th foot past, and so this is whether or not we're going to reimburse the state for grand costs or whatever. It was this past weekend. I think it's, I don't know, these kind of events, they bring people in, there's money being spent in town. Most of those swimmer families are coming from out of town. A lot of them will be staying in the hotels and using the restaurants. So I don't know, to me, it's that. That's one of the things that transgender is supposed to do. Encourage people to come and spend money here. This is probably one of the better ones. So I would move that um, the town provide financial assistance to the Peace River Winter Swim Club in the amount of thirteen hundred eighty-three dollars. The grant to do for grant. Okay, any other discussion on that? What's our support thing for these kids in past years? Or have we? Yeah, I think it was something to do with their program. Maybe the sponsorship with their program one year. In lieu of, of pool rental fees or something. Yeah, this year it's this year. We can't go in the program for the program. Nothing planned better next year, so at least we're in the program. Okay, so Deputy Manager has a motion on the floor. All in favor? In favor. In favor. In favor. Okay. All right, so item 8.5 is a request for decision regarding the Peace River Regional Airport Society. Um, I do remove myself from these conversations because I work for a tenant out there, so Thank you very much. I'm very lucky to, to get to join in just before this kicks off, so I've written this RFP up. I can tell you this is a great chance to start working together with the other nearby communities that are invested in our airport. Uh, it's quite a hefty document. I'm not sure if you've all had a chance to read every single line in it. I've gone through <coughs> a number of times. Um, I believe the important fees across and I have a goddess 
specifically with regard to the assets of the airport and uh, along with the ability to escape the society. You, you can't exit the society instantaneously. You have to give a one-year notice, and this will stop people from running off as soon as there's a cost associated with it. So I think this entire document is very well written, and I think it's a, a great opportunity for us to uh, get everyone in on the airport. Acting Mayor Sawcheck, it's Councilor Dean. Am I have a motion that that's appropriate? Uh, it certainly is appropriate. Uh, Councilor Dean would recommend that Council enable the Mayor and the CAO to sign the Peace River Regional Airport Society Operating Agreement, the Peace River Regional Airport Society Membership Agreement, and Peace River Regional Airport Society. <laughs> Collins, are you still there? Yeah. I didn't I didn't hear uh, I didn't hear you. Okay. So I just I I skimmed through these or read read through them all. I didn't see anything there. I I'm assuming that you've studied these in much more detail than that. Like you're you believe these are pulling the best interest of town into this into these agreements? Yeah, no, I've certainly been through them, and it sounds as though Mr. Stewart's been through them as well. I mean, the, 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 some of the minor changes that have happened in the last few months were, were really were changes and nuances. I think the critical thing is, uh, was around uh, budgeting and voting. As an example, uh, it's no less than four uh, in the voting structure, so that's the trigger and then uh, in terms of the limit it was ten thousand dollars and in other words one partner couldn't couldn't have a call for call for cash without the support of others and there's a limit on it and it needs each council's uh, support to do so so I, I think a lot of the tweaking in my mind was largely um, wordsmithing certainly um, uh, the contribution levels hasn't changed and uh, I, I think we need to, to jump on this. We've we've lost a lot of revenue in the last five years, and uh, this is uh, this is great to, great to have this come forward. I guess I would just point out that in terms of collaboration and regionalism, this is uh, going to be up there as a prime example. Any other comments? If not, we'll go to vote. All in favor? In favor. Pass. We'll turn the meeting back over to uh, Councilor Bacon. Perfect. So moving on to item 8.6. Uh, we've got a request for decision uh, regarding the purchase of a sewer camera. And I have um, McLaughlin speaking to us. Are you actually speaking with Michelle? Um, that is correct. Um, <clears throat> Council, our um, engineer who's assisting the town of Fifth River right now, Trent McLaughlin, is working in preparation for the 2016 neighborhood renewal project 
Um, in that process of doing the engineering, uh, preparing the engineering for this project, the cameraing of the sewer lines is vital to doing the engineering of the project. Therefore, they're concerned that the longer they wait, um, or have to wait in terms of making the purchase of this item, which is included in the 2016 budget, capital budget that is supposed to be funded, um, the longer the wait, the potential for sort of holding up the project or slowing down the process of the engineering of the project. It's the lead time to order the camera and have it on site to start cameraing uh, the lines, the sewer lines. We want to start this as soon as possible. We don't hold up the neighborhood renewal project uh, any longer than we need to. Um, and considering last year's delay, um, administration does encourage council to allow this process to proceed so that we can get moving on this project quickly. Alternatively, we could just pass the budget. <laughs> <laughs> Does the $60,000 cost include any insurance for the camera and any training for the operator or is that different extra? Um, insurance would be covered by our normal, uh, our existing insurance policy. There wouldn't be an additional requirement for um, additional insurance. And training, um, the staff that currently use the existing camera are, are well trained. There wouldn't be any additional training required. I perhaps used the wrong uh, uh, word. Instead of insurance, uh, warranty? Ah. Mm -hmm. there, for something like this would probably just be a manufacturer's warranty. I do not believe there would be an extended warranty even offered on this type of equipment. The camera saves above ground, so you wouldn't anticipate problems with hoses and materials stuff that get pushed through the sewer. So, yeah, I think this is a no-brainer. If, if we don't have one, you know, with the town with the age of our infrastructure, yeah. the town needs a camera. You know, if there's some some sort of problem, you know, the public works guys need to be able to use a camera, look at it, and to me, the option of borrowing from Grimshaw, which is nice that they've let us do that in the past. I think we need our own. Just, just so we, the town currently doesn't have a camera. We do. It's not operational. Oh, we yeah. okay. Hence why we had to borrow Grimshaw because ours is, is not operational. It is the picture apparently clearly any longer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Any more discussion on this item? I'll make a motion that uh, we proceed with the purchase of the sewer camera prior to the final approval of the 2016 budget. Roll for $60,000. Okay, all in favor? In favor. In favor. Carried. All right, item 8.7, request for decision leave subdivision 14MK0544 extension. Um, and we have Ms. Modi here to speak to this. Hello, everyone. Uh, so I'm here because we have an, an approved subdivision in the St. Germain Creek area of the town of East River that needs an extension. Only council can provide that extension. Uh, the substation, Alberta substation, has been moving this subdivision forward because it deals with a new road in the town of East River. And they have been dealing also with Alberta uh, Park 
with regard to the creek that runs through that area and basically need a bit more time to finalize details so that that subdivision plan can get registered at land title. So we are asking council to provide one another year of time to, to uh, do that registration. Frank, is there any questions? Is one year going to be enough? <laughs> One year, I believe, is all you're authorized to oh, extend yeah. it. If we need another year, we'll see you in a year for that. It is a government, and I, in my day job, I've seen this. I, I, I can see this taking a long, long time to sort out, but if we can only do it for 12 months, then I'll make that a motion that we extend for 12 months from the approval date of May 4th, 2015, and extend the uh, timeline to finalize the. I guess it's finally the subdivision plan, right? That's right. Yeah. So we're extending it from May 4th, 2015. That's right. Sorry. No, it expires on May 2016, so we're extending it to 2017. That's right. Say again, the year is it? Are we, are we going to? 
while there are two options to approve the refund or the, the amending bylaw or to not approve it, uh, the administration's recommendation is that council refuse this request as administration has put in time associated with those applications. Just for council's note also, um, we did receive an email yes. from um, the developer uh, just to add to the record. Um, excuse me. Um, suggesting an additional compromise, um, though I don't believe it's much different than the options provided to council. However, for the record, I'll make note of it. Um, I would ask that the thousand dollars in application fees be applied in whole or part to the next application fee um, that would be forthcoming respecting the citadel lands. It, it really is not any different than waiving the existing fee bill, applying it to a, a future application. However, who's going to convince us? I would suggest that we cross that bridge when it happens. And my deal is that we reject the request for uh, a refund, and we can deal with the request for a waiver comes up with another plan. So that's a motion then? Um, yes, it is. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, any more discussion on that? Just, just, Councilor Sanchez, just restate the motion a little louder for Colin. Sorry, Colin. Uh, my motion is that we um, um, support administration's recommendation to refuse the uh, refund of the application fees. Excellent, I understand. Okay, so there's no further discussion. We'll call a vote. All those in favor? In favor. In favor. Carried. 8.9. Okay, so uh, we've got an RFP here regarding a uh, letter for RPAP. And Ms. Bell is going to speak to this? Correct. Um, this was addressed at the G and uh, count. Um, the council D&T meeting. Uh, so administration is bringing it forward for council's uh, formalization at this uh, regular meeting to direct administration to provide the letter of support to the regional, sorry, rural physician action plan request um, for support to maintain their organization. If there is no motion yet on the floor, uh, acting mayor, I, I have some language I could propose or I could wait for uh, someone in attendance to do so. If you want to put a motion on the table, you're welcome to. Uh, my motion, uh, hopefully I'm loud enough for everybody to hear. Uh, Councillor Needham moves that administration be directed to write our NLA and the Minister of Health acknowledging the value of the Rural Physician Action Plan. Furthermore, Peace River has ongoing needs with respect to retention and recruitment of healthcare professionals and we welcome increased efforts by RPAP to ensure adequate staffing letters levels at the Peace River Hospital. And I can email that to uh, Ailish as well. Yeah, please. <laughs> Mr. Schramm is our, our in-house secretary today and he's very happy to hear you're going to email that motion. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, any discussion on this? No, we'll call the vote. All those in favor? In favor. In favor. Carried. Perfect. 
Okay, so we're going to move on now to 8.10. Um, where are we here? Uh, request for decision in fire services strategic plan and recommendations. And we have uh, Mr. Harris here to speak to this. So this is um, just a request for a decision on the uh, Forest Services Strategic Plan and Recommendations Report that was provided to Council on February 21st, 2016. Um, at the last week's uh, GMP meeting, we did uh, discuss, discuss this report. If there's any more questions out of that, I can be pleased to answer them. Uh, so my recommendations, a couple of options. Option one is to accept the report and all the recommendations contained therein. Uh, the advantage of this, it gives the fire department, uh, allows them to develop a schedule to implement the recommendations in the report. Um, the report will also give direction to the fire department to move forward in the best way to serve the town and the region in the short and long term. Uh, the development of the strategic plan. Uh, the disadvantages of accepting the report and acting the recommendations may temporarily uh, reduce levels of service that the department provides to the town and region. And there may be an increase in workload of staffing requirements in order to achieve all the recommendations provided. As mentioned last week, there are some financial implications to accepting the report in the areas such as training, training budgets, occupational health and safety, operating and long-term capital budgets. And these would be addressed in uh, the three-year operating budget and the long-term capital planning that will come out of it. Option two is not to accept the report or any of the adoptions contained therein. Um, they really couldn't find any advantages to that. <laughs> uh, disadvantages, the fire department would still require some direction and strategic planning and development of future current needs. Um, the financial implication of that may be a, a reduction in the financial financial implications of not enacting those recommendations. It's a recommendation of fire department management and uh, town administration to proceed with option one to the council accepts the uh, fire services strategic plan and recommendations report of February 21st, 2016 and adopts all the recommendations contained therein. All right, sounds good. We'll open it up for questions. Two hands and now they both went away. I'd be willing to put a motion on the floor to uh, accept option one that council accept the town of Peace River Fire Department Services Strategic Plan and recommendations in the report of February 21st, 2016, and adopt all the recommendations contained in it. Is there any discussion or questions on that? I have a couple questions. I do as well. Uh, first question um, obviously, if we accept your recommendation, there would have to be a Our neighbors about this, like 
I, I think we've agreed that we're going to share with Lauren and Mike and MGSP. Has that happened yet? It's not. So, and that'll be part of the plan. Or that I'd rather see that happen a lot quicker because we need to get those those agreements going right away. If, if council would prefer, you could add that to the motion in terms of that it goes out immediately. Um, we would planning to do that right after council's adoption as part of the administrative follow-up. Um, maybe we'll go to Deputy Mayor Manager, if that's okay. Okay, go ahead, Deputy Mayor. Um, my questions were essentially the ones uh, Mr. Burr asked, but uh, so the three-year and 10 and 20-year capital uh, budget that started in 2016 or 2017? 2017. Okay. And yes, as I remember it, um, I think the CAO had a letter <coughs> indicating that as soon as this was uh, Budgetary items that we worked out 
him right now if he is in DMC calling, you should probably corner him and see what he says. I guess, uh, well, regrettably, I'm not uh, sitting at the council table. I would, I'm not sure where the discussion wants to go tonight. Ideally, I'd like to sit down and have a face-to-face with my colleagues uh, about this. Just uh, the phone isn't maybe the best for me on this particular topic. But uh, if you allow me to deviate very quickly, um, this afternoon uh, I'm in Edmonton, of course, at the, the rural AAMDC conference. And, uh, just by straight half and chance, I had a cup of coffee this afternoon with the Canadian Association of Producers, Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers, and Chris Montgomery, and he recognized my name tag as a delegate, and uh, we got into a discussion, and he said, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to be at your council table in uh, in April," and apparently, I understand he is negotiating with. Um, uh, I'm not exactly clear on this, but with either one of the acting CEOs or LH uh, to pick up a date. So I guess what I'm driving at is uh, um, I expect uh, Cap to be at our table very quickly, and uh, maybe maybe if we, we could wait, and then we could maybe have a more thorough discussion as to what this is all about, and uh, maybe do something here for Cap. And uh, Mr. Montgomery did point out that uh, he feels out pain, and. Uh, he, uh, he's looking uh, looking to come to talk to us. So uh, if that information's uh, of value, uh, there you go. And I think having him come speak, I think that's, that's great. I guess um, the concern and, and, and the sense of urgency that I feel on this is, is that, um, I mean, a decision could be fairly imminent. They indicated Q2, who knows if that's early Q2, late Q2, we don't know. Um, and we also don't have a specific timeline on how long a project like this may actually take. Um, you know, if if uh, if we agree to move forward and Matt Cardinal agrees to do it for us, um, you know, it could be a three-week, four-week, five-week project. Um, so I I mean, although I think it's still important to talk to Cap, I'm not sure that uh, delaying something like this is necessarily. Um, I don't, I'm not sure, that, I think they can be exclusive of each other. I'm not sure that they need to be tied to each other about it. Sure. Um, well, again, I, I just, uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure where you want to go with this tonight. I, I would be more comfortable if I was sitting there. Again, I'm not exactly clear on the end use of the product, and, and maybe if there was a, a draft terms of reference uh, before me that I could read through and, and the terms of reference would talk about. Uh, the impact. I mean, uh, uh, from the, the Peace Region Waste Management perspective, uh, I can tell you at the local landfill that uh, our income stream went down $5 million. But uh, I guess, so, so what? So how, how do you how do you portray that in a document? And uh, I think that's where the terms of reference would, would help uh, so that we understood what this research would do. And again, I'm not clear of the audience. So uh, I tend to agree with Councillor Needham. I I need to see a better idea of what's going through there. I, I don't think Shell, they're not going to base their decision on how it's going to impact the town. I don't think having that information can make any difference. Shell have, will have to make a business decision um, based on the economics of the project. And I I think that would be part of the consideration, which I think they're grabbing some of that themselves. But I don't think what, you know, super light report that's going to influence their decision making at all. At the um, reception for the premier, or Mr. Boyd, you would call that, I was talking to the Shell guys when the premier came up. 
And so we had a bit of discussion, you know, my sense from the shell guys, you know, before the premier set up, you know, they're doing what they need to do. They don't need us to lobby on their behalf. Um, but when Rachel Motley came up, I asked, and I, I, I was right up front with her, I said, you need to do everything possible to make sure Shell stays here, that we can't afford to lose a major developer like that. And she was all over that. Like, you know, I think the provincial government, they understand the significance of it. I think they understand that the, um, you know, the potential of what decisions the government makes can affect that project. So again, you know, again, not even have an idea how much it's going to cost. We can be spending fifteen, twenty thousand bucks for the site for what purpose to what end? I, that that's my concern. I guess one of the ends would be exactly what uh, is happening. If CAP is coming forward to us to talk, would it not be valuable tool to have this in our hand and say these are the impacts that it's going to happen if this stays? You know, I mean, CAP is going to be there uh, on on their behalf you know, coming up with whatever solutions I think they can or offering whatever support. And I think if we do have that document, and we may not even have it by the time we get there. And I mean, those are the kind of places that I could see us using a document like that when we're talking to the various agencies that have an interest in the area. So, uh, again, what I would put forward is I would like the ability to go before Black Cardinal on Monday and Feed it out there and say, is this something you can do? If it is something that you can do, Dan, either through your contacts with Preet or whatever, however he tends to work it, give us an idea of what it would cost and how long it would take, and 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 what a terms of reference would be, and then I can bring that back to council and then we can have a face-to-face -face when we can meet and get back. So it's really early. There's no motion here. It's no. it's just. That's where we'll start for sure. Like I say, I'll take it, all the information that we've got here and I'll go to Black Cardinal. Maybe they don't even want to take it on. We don't know. So I'll put it forward first and see if it is something that they want to approach. If you do do that, make sure they are aware that the chamber does want to be involved in this. Absolutely. Um, just in case, you know, just so that they have all of that, those pieces of information. Entirely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. So do you want a motion to allow yourself to explore this idea or nothing? You don't want a motion or anything? I, I don't think we need a formal motion. Like I said, I, I, you know, I just basically want to bring it forward that that is something that I, I hope to be able to raise at the meeting next Monday. I, I would agree with the sentiments that um, if, if we have such a document of sorts, it does uh, give us something to say to the government, here's what ha what's going to be happening or has happened, and here are some of the future implications uh, depending upon certain decisions made by the water issue or whatever else. So. And I, w I think I want to be clear too um, in regards to Mr. Bird's comment. I have absolutely, I'm under no illusions that Shell would use this for their, for their decision making. I don't think this will, will play in one iota to their decision making. I do want to be able to provide it to them to say that we provided it to them. Our job as counselors in, in the town of Peace River is to protect the interests of the town of Peace River. So by providing that information to Shell and saying this is the impact of this decision should you make it, 
I believe we are acting in the best interest of our residents and our business people and our business community and our region by providing that information to them regardless of whether or not they actually use it for their decision making. I think that that's where I'm coming from. I think that we need to make sure that we are aware of what this impact could be and that we pass that information on to them. So at the very least, they we know they have it and they are aware of what the impact is. Because they're not going to delve this deep because honestly, they probably don't want to know the impact that closing these are going to have. But we want to know, our people want to know, and we want to be able to provide that information to them uh, prior to a decision being made. After a decision is made, we can use it for other purposes, lobbying, whatever we need to do, but prior to the decision, and that's, I guess that was my concern in terms of the timeliness of this, is that we don't know when that decision may or may not come. So I don't particularly want to sit on it too long. You know, Calm wants a face-to-face on this, that's fine. But I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with the way Terry's going, talking about, you know, presenting it to that cardinal and seeing if they're interested in taking it on. But I guess my concern is we don't know how much time we have um, in terms of being able to present this to them prior to a decision being made. And again, not that it's going to impact the decision, but to say it was given to them prior to that decision being made, and it cannot be information that's ignored. Well, I, I suspect that the current economic development manager of uh, Cardinals uh, got a pretty strong opinion on this, so uh, and a minimum get uh, get his take as to whether or not, uh, besides what we feel as politicians, does he see it as a valuable exercise, and then two, uh, can he do the work, and three, how much does it cost, and four, what's the terms of reference, so uh, I, I guess if it's early investigation, I'm not opposed to that. Um, again, I, I hope we're not making a decision tonight, because I would um, I don't want to hold things up, but I'd love to be at the council table and talk about this a little more. But uh, uh, if this is just a, an early investigation of that cardinal, I'm, I'm not opposed to uh, testing the waters and seeing where they're at. Uh, but I think, I think we need to talk about this more and get a little more information. I do want to make one more note, uh, as a side note, for what it's worth. When I spoke to Shelley about um, where my head was at on this. Um, I was very clear that I thought it would be nice if the chamber and the town worked together on it and that um, Black Cardinal potentially take the lead on it if they were interested. And I just want to make a note that Shelley Chen was absolutely supportive of, of that um, uh, process. So again, I also think that there's potentially another um, Opportunity here working together. So. I just wanted to say I fully support this idea. I like the way uh, Councillor Sawchuck is going to take it forward. I think we need to do something uh, sooner than later, especially if that decision comes out. Um, whenever it comes out here, I thought it was coming out sometime in April, but. I guess I, I still don't see the value of providing that report to Shell. I think they have, they'll have that information in space. But I don't disagree with Terry taking it and talking to that Cardinal trying to scope it out and then bring it back to a future council meeting later on with report. So with that additional information, I think we're in a much better position to make a decision because once we know what it's going to be, what it's going to look like, and what the costs are going to be, and a better idea of you know, how we intend to use it. So if we don't need a motion, then.
it'd be a value to put a motion to either table the item to the 26th or request this particular topic be added to the agenda for the 26th, either, either way. So that is in the minutes and it's uh, noted for the 26th agenda. Okay, I'll uh, put a motion on the floor that we um, put this uh, topic for discussion forward to the next council meeting, which is April. March 29th, and uh, at that time I'll present uh, my findings from my discussions with uh, Matt Cardinal. Okay, any more discussion on that? All right, all in favor? In favor. In favor. Okay. So that concludes new business. We have reports. Um, does anybody have any questions on the uh, variance reports that are listed there? Is the BR2 architecture, is that, which uh, project is that for? It's a hundred, it's 18,000 some odd dollars. Could be doing Oh, yeah, they're also doing engineering for the public workshop. It could be either. And it could be a uh, little final build for the fire hall engineering. I think we're completed. So it must be the shop. Yeah, they're main project. Is that in there in the in the agenda to call, call change reports? But I thought those are the reports that uh, Al produced that show whether or over yeah, the budget yes. or changes from the budget amount. That's correct. Um, these are check registers. These are the check registers. Yeah. The check registers up in a different format than you might be used to. Okay. Okay. So, does anybody have any questions on the monthly reports that were submitted? There's one from the CAO, Protective Services, and Community Services. Uh, just into Protective Services reports. So, for uh, Mr. Harris, uh, the, the alarm call from January to. <laughs> And February seem to be going up a little bit. These alarm calls are they like false alarms? Or can you talk about that a bit? Uh, the majority are false alarms. I mean, there's two types of false alarms. There's an alarm caused by burnt food cooking, which doesn't and false alarms, which are you know, technical nature with the issues with uh, alarm panels. Um, one of the recommendations in the report was to, to study these false alarms and come up with some uh, repeat offenders and then 